0: Hello and welcome to the episode of the Tabletop Inquisition podcast. Welcome back after another month or so. Depends on when you listen to these, of course, because if you download them all and binge listen to them, um, you can do that on our podcast. That's the whole idea. So my name is Oliver, if you haven't listened to us before, and I'm here with the wonderful colleague called...
1: Antoinette yes uh, my name seems funny when I say it out loud myself right it sounds better when everyone else says it. <laughs> um, but hi I, hello and welcome to our wonderful podcast where we explore all sorts of board game topics um and we invite you at home to join in with us and, and have some fun as well yes um, so yeah today's topic is a really fun one and I'm not gonna lie I also found it incredibly incredibly difficult <laughs> yeah um, because today we're going to look at games that we love, that you can play in under 30 minutes. Mm. Would you normally play a game in under 30 minutes, Oliver?
0: I do. Um depends on who I play with, how I feel and all that. But oh, I yes. think there are some classics that we, we tend to get out when it's uh, just to a quick game. But we have some categories as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy to fit a game into all of these categories. Some of them are <laughs> actually quite clever, I think. So we'll see how we go. But yes, yeah, mm-hmm. as Antoine said... We want you to play along. So what we're mm-hmm. going to do is we're going to go straight into the topic because we've got 12 topics or sorry twelve categories to go through. Yep. Each of us has a game to talk about, so it'll, it'll take a while. Um, normally, we'll talk about the games we played and all that, but we're going to skip that and just talk about those games that are 30 <laughs> minutes or less that we love. And yeah, we'd like, like you to play along. We're going to announce the category first and then give you a moment to think about what game you think that plays 30 minutes or less would fit into that category. Yes. And then at the end, if you give us an email um, or reply on our Twitter account, there's all the links in the description of this podcast as well. Yeah. Then we'd love to hear what yeah. list you've come up. And then maybe you can make a much bigger list altogether and give people who what, you know look on the website mm-hmm. a big list of options to look for. It would be really good for you to join in, yeah. if that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. I would love to discover more games I could play in 30 minutes or less. I, I assume you're going to enlighten me a little bit here. Um, Because normally I would play games that take longer than that. But I was surprised. I did manage to come up with games under categories. So I don't know, I get a pat in the back for Yay. that.
0: Um, but
1: we definitely want to hear what ones you like best and what other ones people should be looking to try out because you know, we don't always have time for big long games and it's great to fit games in all together. Yes. Um so yeah, this is a this is a fun this is a fun list. I'm dying yeah. to see what you've come up with over. I, I assume you're gonna have like the most interesting one.
0: I don't know. Um, that's that's I think 30 minutes or less is is only so much game you can squeeze into that time as well. And I found a lot of the, those games are lighter ones, fun ones. So we'll see how we go. I don't know about mm-hmm. clever, but yeah, we, we'll see how we go. So, shall we start yeah. with the first category? Okay. So, as I said, we're going to give you a bit of time Absolutely. to think about what game you guys think, um, or <laughs> you everyone think um, should be in this category. And the first one is <laughs> co op games, cooperative games that you play together in 30 minutes yes. or less. Or less. So, I'll give you. A, <laughs>
1: That's a tough one. I know. It?
0: Just. Co-op games, (laughs) there's loads of co-op games that you can think of that probably take like a couple of hours, an hour to play. I mean, Pandemic is probably one of the biggest Mm -hmm. ones. But are there others that you can think of? So have you come up with something? If not, obviously, we can still think about it while we we talk about our games as well. Um, And if you don't mind, may I start? I mean, there may be some overlaps. We'll we'll see. (laughs) But um,
1: I've prepared myself for overlap, so I'm dying, to, I'm dying to see. I have backup answers, depending on what you, you come up with, so we could talk a bit more games. OK, well,
0: I haven't got <laughs> so any backups, so we'll see. No.
1: <laughs> 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 we'll see where we go with this.
0: OK, so um, I'll make a start with The Crew, which is a trick-taking game. And it's obviously cooperative, That's why it's in this category. And it's really a game you should play as a campaign because as you go along the sort of challenges get harder and harder and the idea of it is actually that you learn trick-taking game if you've never played trick-taking game before then i think the crew is probably one to try out because it does teach you the various things that you need to know as you play and as you go through the missions and the crew as i say is a Mm -hmm. game you play over several sessions so in theory It takes longer than 30 minutes. If you go through the whole thing, it'll probably take, I don't know, hours probably, I'd say. And yet you can play it, you know, finish after 30 minutes or even before because each one, each round, if you like, is probably over within 5, 10, 15 minutes, depending on, you know, how quickly you play As The more you play, the faster you get. So it's a game you can definitely play within 30 minutes and then stop and then play something else. Or you can keep on playing for hours and hours if you really wanted to. So yeah, the crew is my uh, co-op game that fits in this category. What what what, what about you? What do you think? Oh, does that does um, that count?
1: Oh no, I absolutely think the crew counts. Um, I think what's what's cool about the crew, as you pointed out, is that it is um all of your games are connected together, so they don't necessarily so you progress along the more you play it. So yeah, it's definitely a game under thirty minutes. Are you going to only want to play it once? <laughs> Probably not. No. Um, so I think that's why it, that's why it's definitely in, it's in there, but it's a good it's a good pick of co op game actually because there's very few co ops I think in the smaller time yeah. slot.
0: Yeah. So what have you yeah, come up with? I hadn't
1: expected you to say the crew. So this leaves me with two options. Ooh. Um, and I'll actually I think I'll go with the most what I well maybe the most interesting one for me. Um, and I can't not but talk about Assembly from Ren Games. Yay. It is a co op game for two people or you can play it solo. So, it's unusual I think in in that sense. Um and what the game is about is that you are on a space station trying to make your way back to Earth, but the computer doesn't really want to help you out, so you have to lock the bays in place so that you can escape. It's very like it's a card game um in which you're kind of swapping things around the um, t- to be able to lock things in place. That's very vague.
0: Um
1: <laughs> it's hard but to it is cooperative. Yeah, it is a little bit, but you also you don't talk to each other, um. So it's a little bit like the mind, I guess, in that sense. But you're trying to basically, um, get out all of the different bays and then lock them in place, um, and ha- and with with your hand of cards. It's very unusual. I think I don't think I've played anything quite like it. But I love the mm. cooperative element in such a short time frame. It's a very quick game, and um, you lose really fast. It's also hard. It's one of the few co op games that myself my husband couldn't beat straight out normally yeah. we'll beat all sorts of co-op games no problem and any difficulty this one was a challenge um and i think that's what makes it so fun mm. um so yeah so that's my choice i'm going with assembly
0: that's a great choice i, I love that and and you just said because you're not allowed <laughs> to talk um there is not this thing about the sort of alpha player and um mm-hmm. i think the crew has the same thing so if you don't know what, I mean, we're sort of addressing people who maybe are new to the hobby here, because alpha player is probably not the term you know. But sometimes in cooperative games, you have some, someone who spots the you know best solution to uh, the problem and will tell everyone else what they need to do to reach that solution, which basically takes over the game, which can be frustrating. But in assembly, because mm-hmm. you cannot talk, no one can basically say, you should do this, you should do that. You're not allowed to do that. So I quite like that. The same sort of in the crew. Yes, you could say, oh, you, sh- you should be doing that. But again, you're not allowed to talk in the crew. Most of the time, you probably yes. do talk, especially if you're sort of learning trick-taking <laughs> games. But <laughs> even even then, it's very hard to sort of say, no, you need to do this now, you need to do that now, because you don't know what cards everyone else has. So it is one of those things. So, yeah assembly perfect mm-hmm. example of that and big shout out ah. to ren games as well who've got a kickstarter <laughs> yeah. coming out Yay. very soon the pilfering pandas Ooh.
1: i know right <laughs> really exciting stuff i'll be busy Yes. but yeah i find it interesting actually both are co-op games um you know specified that you shouldn't talk or shouldn't share information yeah. like that isn't that kind of cool um i hadn't really hadn't really thought about that before but it's a great way to get people playing their own game while still playing together and exactly, making their yeah. own decisions so um Right, okay, so let's roll on to the next category, pun included. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So the next category, um, get your pen and paper ready, is dice games. So yes, this is very broad in the Mm. sense that games that involve dice. Now, we'd like to say primarily that's their mechanic, right? Where the the majority of the game is to do with the dice you roll. Um, But I suppose, you know, you could squeeze in other things as long as it had dice as well.
0: Yes, exactly and 30 minutes or less remember 30 minutes or less 30 minutes or or less now i'm yeah (laughs) no
1: (laughs) my problem here is i'm probably pushing the upper limit of 30 minutes but i know myself and my husband can play this in 30 minutes so we're going with the two (laughs) possible (laughs)
0: okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i'm going to go with one of my favorite dice games of all time um the game i should not love but i do and Mm -hmm. this is las vegas Oh. Um so Las Vegas is a, is a game about rolling dice and putting out those dice in casinos to claim money by having the highest number of pips.
0: Okay. It
1: it is literally a game of rolling dice and deciding where the dice go. And right. for some reason it's really 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 fun. I've I still can't figure out why this game is so good, but it is so satisfying. And it somehow has a way of being relatively tactical with minimum um mechanics um so i like when i saw people talking about this game everybody seemed to love it i'm like all it is is rolling dice and deciding where they go but sure enough that makes a great game yeah and i love 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 las vegas and i think you can play it under 30 minutes if if you know you're you're on point okay (laughs) maybe 30 minutes of this you know in a bit of a stretch but definitely with two players um because it's quick enough to play so that's my choice for a dice game
0: what about you oliver well um Mm -hmm. i've gone for probably a the classic in in my household anyway and it's a big shout out um to dave and kate from subquark it's another mint tin game Mm -hmm. and this one is mint tin mini skullduggery specifically because you do just Mm -hmm. roll dice um and and what you're trying to achieve basically so it's just normal six-sided dice and it all fits in a mint tin there's skulls involved there's dice involved there's even a coin involved and it all fits into a tiny uh, mint tin. So the dice obviously aren't sort of standard size. They're a bit smaller. But yeah, all you do really is you basically set a target number. And then I think it's three dice you to roll. If, if one of them is the target number or more of them are the target number, you get a skull, which has basically of points. Uh, if you have two of them, you I think you get five skulls. If you get all three the same um, and the correct number, then you get 10 skulls worth. And I think you're aiming for 15 skulls exactly. But you don't want to go over otherwise you bust and you sort of start again and all that and it's, it's, it's very simple so you basically keep rolling while you have a target number in, in your rolls if not you pass on to the next player they roll the dice if they hit you know the number then they carry on and so on and so on you can also i think prevent someone from so you have like a special skull that allows you to sort of destroy one of the opponent's dice so if, if they're about to win you can potentially interfere with that but only once really and it's really straightforward it it doesn't take long it's a sort of game again you, you probably want to play several times and you know you can one game can take like five minutes another game might take 15 minutes depending on how the dice rolls go and it is literally roll dice have you got matching numbers you get a number of skulls carry on rolling until you don't have the matching numbers next player and you keep going around, and that's it but it's a lot of fun If if you don't want something very thinky And it looks so beautiful as well. The the skulls are also like little beads, you know, so there's like black skulls and white skulls, and there's even this crystal skulls. It looks pretty. The dice are wonderful. And there's a minted coin as well, specifically for the game. The tin is hand signed by Dave and uh, Kate as well. So it's just amazing amount of love and attention that goes into these games so yeah big shout out to subquark i probably should stop talking at this stage, but it's just wonderful and there's various other mint in games um but yeah it fits perfectly into this category because yeah it's just roll dice match numbers get skulls carry on someone wins Yep. And that's it. And you try again.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad you chose this because um, that was my <laughs> backup option. I just, because <laughs> you have to get one of the fantastic mint tin games yeah. in um without a doubt and that is like the epitome of a, a good dice game where you're literally just rolling dice to get the points get the numbers um yeah it's really fun and also it's it's tiny as you've often is, said you yes. can play that anywhere with anybody and the rules are so simple you could teach anyone to play with you so i yeah, think literally, it's a great game you can have it in your minutes. coat
0: pocket it doesn't take much room on the table mm-hmm. so when we're all allowed to go yep. out again to restaurants or whatever, if you're waiting for food, that's what we used mm-hmm. to do. Play it, you know, well, once it placed yeah. our order, play it for a bit, food arrives, we carry on. There's, you don't need any space for this. You, know, you can even almost play it in the tin itself. You know, Use a tin to roll dice and all that. We've <laughs> done that once and you maybe hold the skulls yeah. in your hand so you can play it anywhere. It's just <laughs> absolutely perfect. Yeah. I always have it with yeah, me. So good. If you've, if you've spot me anywhere, give me a shout. We can play a game of minty mini skull Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> true. <laughs> it rattles in your pocket. Yes. Uh, brilliant. So, shall all we right. n- so, move to the next, next category? Uh,
0: sec- yeah, next category. So, just as a reminder, the categories we had so far is curb game and dice game. If you're playing along, I really yep. appreciate it. The next yep. category is word game. And again, as we said before, with all of these categories, it's sort of what's the main part of it? You know, that there uh, words involved, could be letters or whatever obviously there'll be other mechanisms yes. part of this as well but we're focusing on games that have a focus on, on words this time and yes the game so while you guys are thinking mm-hmm. about it um the game I'm I'm coming up with is again probably pushing onto the 30 minutes maybe over it depends on who you're <laughs> playing with and maybe mm-hmm. how quickly you play you can you can, t- can take longer but I've I I think it is playable in 30 minutes or less definitely and that game is cool. Codenames. <laughs> I think that's probably the mm, one of the better known ones. There's also Codenames Duet if you just want to play with one other person. <laughs> but Codenames, there's at yeah. least, um, what is there? There's at least four of you. And mm-hmm. you basically build teams of two. One of you um, is the, well, the idea is that you. Uh, have a group of spies out in the field and uh, the controller basically tries to bring them back in but they can only reveal like the code names and and they can't actually reveal the code names themselves what they have to do is come up with a word that meets uh, or is like like the name or the words out there so you've got a grid of words out there some of the words represent your spies so you the person that you're playing with needs to name those words but all you can give them as a clue is one word and a number that is basically trying to connect those words so i think i explained that before simple example is so like cat mouse and dog out there and those are the one of the three of the words that you need to get you might tell your um, partner that the keyword is animal and then three because there's three of them and they might then say you know cat mouse and dog wonderful you've got three points i think you have to reach 12 or so until i can't remember and then you win the game. And then the you know other team does something very similar. But of course, it won't be just cat, mouse, and dog. There might be line out there as well. So how are you going to explain or what clue are you going to give to um, make sure that they choose the right words and don't choose the wrong ones? And it's fun. As I say, it's, it's, again, one of those games you can actually play with people you maybe haven't met before. Because it's relatively easy to explain. It takes a little bit of a setup, but it's, you know, shuffling cards, laying them out in the grid, and then you know taking over those sort of key cards that explains which ones are your keywords and which ones are the opponent's teams. And and off you go. And as I say, I think you can play it in half an hour. But of course, as you come towards the end and there's only a few words left and, and the other team might be close to winning, then you might think for a bit longer and then can go into 45 minutes. But I reckon it is something you can play relatively quickly. And it's, well, it's a word game as far as I'm concerned because you're trying to give clues to words. So, code names for w- me. I hope I haven't taken your game away <laughs> there. <laughs> don't know.
1: Oh, wow. Well. Uh, so, this is the, the thing. Um, I've played a number of really fun word games that you can fit in under 30 minutes. But it depends, I think, on what type of word game you want. So, right. there are wonderful games like Wibble plus plus um, from the lovely bez and that is a speed word game which while really interesting terrified me (laughs) i've also played a game like composition which is another game Uh, about making words except through musical notes which is also really cool but i have a problem i think with word games in general because there's no way i can play them in under 30 minutes Um, i have to look up every word is this really a word Do these letters go around i think word games are really tough yeah. in under 30 minutes but my pick um like yours was Codenames but I chose the duet uh, version because I know I can play okay. that in half an hour yeah. um so yeah um you've already described it particularly well Oliver um for sure um Thank you. <laughs> but I think it's a real I think Codenames is just such a clever game because it's basically a word association game where you're yeah. trying to see the things that you're supposed to say and then of course there's something you're not supposed to say which always Mm -hmm. gets you in trouble. Um, And it is, of course, a a co-op. It feels co-op anyway for Codenames Duet because you're both trying to unlock each other's things. You're working together. Um, And I think I can play it in 30 minutes. And also, I don't have to come up with any words, but it involves words.
0: So I'm happy with
1: that. But I think there's a great array of word games out there if you like word games. There's loads of really cool and innovative ways to play with words. My brain just can't handle that. So I'm happy when the game gives me the words. Um, so yeah, so Codename Stuart,
0: ten... that was my pick. <laughs> nice, no, good. No, I, I was wondering, it is very hard. Like you, yeah, I feel the same. I, mm-hmm. There's another game called Hardback, which is about... Yeah. It's a deck builder really, but you're trying to, on your turn, make a word from the letters that are in your hand. And like you said, fine. If you come up with words quickly, it's fine and, and there's no disagreements. But quite often it's like, oh, is that actually a word? Yeah. Especially if you've got someone in your team or in your yeah. group who has is quite clever and is like basically a walking dictionary. They say, Oh, of course there's a word. And you go, I've yeah. never heard this. And you have to then look it up. And it's hard back <laughs> it's probably a game you couldn't play in 30 minutes, even if you play very quickly. But it's yeah, yes. it's it's that's the problem with word games, as you say. It's, even very quick word games like, so. oh, how do you do that? Is that a word? Does that count? Oh, I don't know. And <laughs> yeah. I'll proper nouns, words, or aren't they? Yeah. And plurals, uh, <laughs> and it's all this stuff. So, yeah, code we names are the make it a lot easier. worst for that.
1: Yeah, code <laughs> yeah, names does make it easier. So, hence why it's here. But I do think word, there are a lot of great word games at the moment if you enjoy those yeah. to look into. All right. So, next category. This is something I wish I did or played more of than I do. But right. these are always hilarious, I think, when you have a group of people around. Yeah. I think there's something special. Definitely. And yeah. so this is Dexterity Games. Mm. And by this I mean games you play with your hands. You'll often stack things or move things around or it'll be based around having, you know, I think generally speaking, 3D kind of pieces yeah. and whatnot. Um they come in all sorts of varieties. Um so yeah, so write down your write down your answer. Um I'd <laughs> love to know about more dexterity games actually. Yeah, we never play them, but I really like them when I do. They're just, they're just this unusual thing. But I love showing them off to people when they come to visit, especially people who aren't really into board games, because it's something you can physically touch and play with, and they're often kind of goal orientated, so they're they're really good introductory games. So I had two things to choose from, and there can only be one winner.
0: Okay, and I think
1: I could play this in under thirty minutes at least with two of us, and this is junk art. Oh yes. So <laughs> so Junk Art a is a nice game one. about well making <laughs> making art out of um all sorts of shapes like cylinders and sticks and balls and things like that. And how the game works is actually kind of interesting because you're putting on exhibitions of your work. And depending on what location you go to around the world, they'll require a different type of sculpture from you, meaning you'll have a different set of rules to abide by in which you will build, you know, your your piece. So sometimes they'll, you know, you can only build with certain types of pieces. Sometimes you can add a piece and then you have to swap your piece of art with somebody else and then add more pieces Ah, and transfer them back. And there's all sorts of really fun and crazy rules. I don't think I've even got through all of them yet. Um, but they're always a blast. And I think it's quick enough to play. Um, you'll often make some spectacular art while you play and you'll definitely knock stuff over and lose points. Um, but it's a really, really kind of fun um way, I think, to do dexterity games where there is you're not just building stuff randomly. There's a real purpose and a way to legitimately earn points or lose points and stuff like that. So I really enjoyed it. Um so yeah, so that's junk art. That's my nice. dexterity game.
0: That's a nice mm-hmm. example like that. I've never played myself, always wanted to. So Hopefully, oh. at some point, I get a chance to play Christmas it. Christmas present. Yes. I, I should add it to my list. I've just made a note. Junk art, right. Yes. That's, that's going on the go. list. Junk
1: card. I have the German version.
0: Have so. you? Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should buy the, the version. English version. It's much cheaper in German.
0: <laughs> Is it? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll get the German version then.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah go for it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. So All for right. Me, you, what about you? Uh, for me, Dexterity Games... <laughs> It's probably a category where I can think of several examples that I have and have played and I really enjoyed. And um, there is a couple of Mint-Tin games I've recently acquired that fit that category. And I think I'm going for... Well, there's two of them. Let's mention the first one, which is Kitten uh, by Alicat Games. Mm -hmm. But the other one I've actually chosen is Tinder Blocks, again, by Alicat Games. In Tinder Blocks, you're stacking... Well... Again, it's a mint tin game, so you can imagine there's not a lot of big pieces in there. There's lots of smaller ones. But imagine sort of long oblong wooden pieces, a bit like the roads in uh, Settlers. And then there is sort of cubes of different colors. And the idea is that you're basically building a campfire so that the the oblong space uh, pieces are supposed to be like the wood. And then you have red and yellow cubes that are supposed to be like the flames. And really on your turn, all you do is you draw a card. You then build that, whatever shows you, whichever way you stack things up. And, and if you do that successfully, nothing falls over and you stack it in the middle. There's like a, another card that basically represents like the, the, the fireplace itself or the, the, the fire pit. Um, if you, you know build that monument on there, I mean, I'm calling it a monument because some of these, you have like the wooden piece not lying flat, but upright. And then you have to put a cube on top of that. So it, it's quite difficult to balance all these things. And in fact, it's not just that you're actually adding more and more bits to the fire. So you start with like two wooden pieces at the bottom, and then if you build your structure on top of that, and then the next player has to build that in and around that structure as well without knocking over what's already there. So it gets harder and harder until someone knocks it over, and then the game ends, and um, you basically that person is out. I mean, officially, I think it's supposed to. If you have several of you. Whoever knocks it over is out of the game. Then the remaining players carry on playing until everyone's knocked out, bar one. But usually you just stop and you start again. Um, the The last trick though was with this one: is you don't use your hands as such. You use tweezers to actually pick out the pieces out of the mint tin, align them up, build them up, and and build this the sculpture. And you build the sculpture off the fire, and then you have to maneuver it onto the fire. It's a bit like, I suppose, certain things you do in junk art as well. And that's what makes it really tricky. And then some cards tell you to use your normal hand the hand that you would normally use. And then other cards say actually use your sort of um hand that you don't normally use. Um so it makes it even harder. And I think that's that makes it quite tricky because all the pieces are different sizes as well. So it's not just pick them all up with the tweezers and it all fits nicely, but you have to really maneuver. And I think that's that's quite clever. So yeah, tinder blocks is something you can play in like as I say, in five minutes probably, <laughs> depending on how dext- uh, how much dexterity you've got. And um, it's it's a lot of fun and you can just keep playing it. So another minting game for me. (laughs) There are probably a few more potentially, but (laughs) as I say, Tinder Blocks is the one Uh, Yeah,
1: I have to say, I like the addition of tweezers in dexterity games because Mm. um, Tokyo Highway does a similar thing. It's the one with the tiny little cars on the lollipop sticks and you build them up different levels and it uses tweezers too but i discovered my hands still shake while using tweezers it didn't help (laughs) as much as i would have liked but i I, I, there's so it makes it feel like you're using surgical precision yeah you know what i mean it's like this is very exact as opposed to just using your whole hand um so (laughs) i like that i like that i like that we kind of had you know big and small texture in the game yes very cool yeah
0: so (laughs) moving on to the next category then which is Card games. Mm. So, just a quick recap if you've oh. followed along, co op games are the first one, <laughs> dice games, word games, dexterity games, and now card games, okay. which I think opens us up to <laughs> quite a variety of things, which is quite nice. I like this category a lot, but even mm-hmm. then, fitting something into 30 minutes or less is actually not as easy oh. as it seems when you think about card games, but there's certainly a lot more than when it comes to, I think, word games or op games in 30 minutes or less. So a bit more choice here. And I've gone for a fairly new game. It's actually a re-implementation of another game. But it, hmm, I don't know whether it will necessarily fit in 30, games, 30 minutes. But if there's two of you, I think you can definitely play this in 30 minutes. If there's more of you, I think there's, okay. you play two to four players this game, then you might stretch to the 45-minute mark if you play it online, which is what we've done recently, it'll probably take two hours. So don't play it online. It's it's especially with card games, a lot of them, unless they're like, you know, Would like I... a specific implementation. It? Yeah, it's it just doesn't work on tabletop simulator. <laughs> oh no. And this game, sorry, I'll, I'll stop talking about it now. I've just given you some more time <laughs> to think know, about what game you want to put there. But it the game mm. is fought by Leader Games. Ah, yes. And mm. it's well, what do we call this game? Is it a Uh, Well, it is a hand management deck building type of game. So you you basically have, everyone starts with 10 cards, two of which are specific cards are basically the same for everyone. Uh, The other eight are randomly drawn. Uh, There is, in the game, I think there's six different suits, plus like a wild card suit. And on your turn, really, all you do is you play one card, and each card has potentially two actions on them, a public action and a private action, sometimes only one or the other. And then that some of the actions require to play multiple of that suit. So say one suit, and it's all set um, in like a you know, playground, if you like. Everyone's trying to build the biggest fort and the best fort, so you're all kids basically playing. And the cards are all kids as well. But, uh, beautiful illustrations, again, as, as we've sort of come to know from later games, I think. Yeah, so some actions yeah. require to do multiple. So say one of the actions might be you get pizza. So that's then times the, the cards of that suit. So if your card has... I don't know, the suit might be Water Gun or something. If you then play additional Water Gun cards to buff up that ability, if you like, with that action, you can then get multiple pizzas. So, if you just play the card by itself, you get one pizza. If you then play more Water Gun cards with it, you can get more than this one pizza. And that's quite clever. So, you're always trying to play multiple of the same suits. So, you're trying to build a hand or a deck that has maybe one or two suits, three suits, maybe. If you have too many suits, then it makes it a lot harder. And The other reason why you want to play several cards is because any cards you haven't used go into the yard. So the idea is that if you haven't played with these kids, they might stick around, but then other players can actually steal them away from you. So you might have a really good card. If you play that, great. It might give you the benefit that you need. Or you have like four other great cards that together give you really powerful actions. you have to decide which ones you play because the ones you're not playing might be stolen away by someone else. And it's that sort of balancing um, of which cards do I use and which ones don't I use uh, and what cards are out is is quite clever. And as I say, I think you can play it in 30 minutes. Certainly when I played with my wife, we played it within 30 minutes. Usually it's like the 20, 25-minute mark. If you played for three or four, it'll probably take a little bit longer. And as I say, don't play it online. <laughs> but there's a there's a tabletop simulator <laughs> mod for, for the, the official one, but as I say, it took like, two hours okay but it was the first time we played it all together and there was four of us but it's just the card drawing and the playing and the moving things around just takes too long you you want the physical game <laughs> too long. and it's a beautiful physical game as well so get a copy of that but yeah that's fought by leader games i've talked enough i think
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you enjoyed it so much i've yeah. i've only played it the once i wasn't a huge fan but i can okay. see where the appeal is um, and it is a very good looking game, isn't it? Um it I do is think gorgeous, oh, what, yeah. Yeah, thirty minutes I think you could you know, but yeah. yeah, I think two of you could play it in thirty minutes. I think that's reasonable
0: <laughs> definitely I, I think um, that's, that's very reasonable. thirty minutes for two is is fine. It's just when you play it for mm, four, it'll probably yeah. get longer, but again, the more you play yeah. it, the quicker you'll get as well. so, yeah, uh, give it mm, a go
1: true, and it's quite a quick game, yeah, yeah. um, how about okay, you then? What so, card, card game have you found? For <laughs> see this is the thing right so initially when we said card game i wrote down a particular game and then i realized it fits under another category that we'll get to later right. so that yes, it allows yeah. me to squeeze in another card game yay but it's i think this is tough because i think a lot of the quick games are card games and i had a a big number of them to choose from and then i had to settle on only one um and that was hard for, that was hard i just i love mm. card games So um, I'm going to go straight out with Sakura from Osprey Games. Nice. You may have heard me discuss this in the past. Um, (laughs) But yes, it is is a game about moving your order in the line, but you do do it with cards. And what this game is about is that there is an emperor in the garden and you're trying to follow him. Um, And so you're moving along this path. So you want to be as close to the emperor as possible, but you can't touch him. And so your cards allow you to move people forward and back in the line to move the emperor forward and back um, so that you can gain um, points when he stops to look at the flowers in his garden and you were the closest. So that happens three times it's very quick to play um the cards are fairly um simple and straightforward but there's something really fun about maybe it's just i like moving the line games where you're switching people around and you're trying Mm. to predict where you're going to be in a minute so you'll use the right card and then you get those moments of someone else has moved me now my card does something terrible that i hadn't anticipated (laughs) yeah um (laughs) so i'm stuck in a worse position than i started with so there's something nice about the controlled chaos of it all because you do get to decide what happens with, you know, your own cards. But of course, other people's cards interact with you as well. Um, It's yeah. very quick to play. Um, It's also a very cheap game to buy. I bought this game for like a tenner. Um, and I've always been impressed with how much game we got for that. So I, li- I like pointing that out too. And it is quick to play, yeah. even with multiple players. I think you could play with three or four people and still have this done in half an hour or less. Um, which is nice so yeah so okay, that that came good. that got to come that's, i got to squeeze it into my card game section that's sakura
0: <laughs> nice
1: okay so what is next
0: um, next
1: category um, oh i think i get to i get to lead this one do i
0: yeah you Am do that lucky awesome
1: yeah all right so this is normally the type of game i don't like um and so for those of you playing along at home this feels like bingo by the way where we're calling it the <laughs> categories and out. if you get the same answer as us just stand up bit show bingo yeah i got one um yeah if you match our if you match our answers if anybody goes 12 for 12 they can have a prize yeah um
0: <laughs> you probably
1: could you know if you've been listening to the show long enough you could totally predict what we put down here <laughs> so um right so my area control i was kind of hoping you'd go first with this because i have a backup answer but okay. i'll go i'll go with my original and best and this is also from Osprey games and this is the king is dead yay um <laughs> yay because <laughs> i know you've covered this as well <laughs> i think we both covered this game um yeah i don't yeah. normally like area control games and this is definitely a game of here's a map of england with a bunch of colored cubes and you're going to want to put them all in the right places um however i think this game is really really smart and it makes it quite fun to play you've a handful of cards that allow you to manipulate where the cubes might end up but the trick isn't in just you know having the most of a colored cube in a zone in england for it to score you also need to have enough matching cubes of that color for it to count at all um and i think that's just really really cool and And I love the fact that every time you perform an action, you have to take a cube off the board into your pile. So this is how Mm. you build up your personal followers. But that also really interferes with what you're trying to do on the board, because it means less of the colors you want are out there. Um, And it's this this dilemma. Um, I found actually we played it at two players just fine, which is always a surprise when it comes to area control game. So, and it didn't get too kind of fighty. Um, it looks beautiful as well. It's a really yeah. nice game, and it's small, and you can play it in under thirty minutes. So I couldn't think of anything better. So that's the King is Dead from Osprey. Perfect,
0: game. brilliant game, mm. as you say. Absolutely amazing. So good is that. Yeah, yeah, I want to have this. You know, whatever the the English, you know, whatever <laughs> yeah. one of the three, basically, be and, and you know, yeah. win the game at the end. But if I do that, I have to remove English. Basically, forces off the board, <laughs> which means the English are getting weaker. Which yeah. means they might not win. Mm. So, what do I do? And <laughs> and then exactly. in our group, we had someone who always went for the foreign influence as well. So, there's also a way of if there's a, oh. like a tie in a region that yeah. the the well, the French, I think, is officially the thing. But basically, foreign power takes yeah. over that region. And if at the end of the game, the, the foreign on no, if if three uh, areas uh, or three counties or whatever they're supposed to be are mm-hmm. in control then there's a different winning condition as well which is you know creates create another twist and it's all that where everyone sort of and it's it's predictable as well because everyone gets the same deck of cards i think mm-hmm. unless you play a variant but yeah. um in the original mm-hmm. one so, so you can basically say okay i know which cards you've got i could count card count as well so i could yes. work out what you can do <laughs> So it's, it's yeah. almost like chess, like, well, I know exactly what you can do, so I should be able to predict it. But of course, mm. you cannot. You know, <laughs> you can maybe one or two steps no. ahead, and after that, it gets too crazy. And it's a yeah. yeah, brilliant game. Love it's it, so- love it. Um, yeah, so I haven't chosen The King is Dead. I've actually gone for oh. a Red Raven game here, which is called Eight Minute hey. Empire. And I've gone for the Legends version mm. because I've got that one. I'm, I'm not sure what, how different the original Eight Minute Empire is. And as it says on the tin, it's supposed to be an eight-minute game it isn't eight minutes. It does take a bit longer. <laughs> but um, you definitely can play it within 30 minutes. I don't know how the player count is. I would reckon probably like two to four players or something like that. And yeah, it doesn't really matter what how many players you play with it. It, it tends to take about the same time. And it's quite an interesting game. It is area control, for sure, because you've got cubes on a map. The map is sort of randomly created from, I think, four different tiles that are divided into like further regions. And you can move from island to island but obviously if you go through the water you have to spend extra movement points and then all the time you're also drawing and playing cards to build up this sort of i suppose it's it's like a hand almost it's it's sort of like hand management because as you play more cards you improve certain abilities but you also get points some of the cards you want to collect because as i say, they give you points at the end if you have another card and there's all these things to think about okay if i draw this card and play this card in this order then I can influence this bit, but then someone else can do something else. And it I don't know, I'm not explaining it very well, but it's a nice combination of so you're influencing <laughs> the area you're controlling, but you also need to make sure you have the right cards to sort of support some of that. And as I say, it's very <laughs> quick to play. It takes a little bit to sort of explain. I think maybe your first game might take a little bit longer to play, but once you've played it a couple of times, it plays really quickly. And you can easily squeeze in a couple of games an hour. No problem whatsoever, even say if there's like four of you, if that's a player count, I can't remember. And it's just, you know, Red Raven games, illustrations are obviously, as you probably know them, really pretty, really beautiful. The quality of the components are really good as well. The tiles that make up the map are quite big and uh, thick cardboard tiles, so it lasts you well. And the deck, obviously, every card is illustrated beautifully as well. And yeah, it's, let's say, a lot of fun, quick to play, and area control with, I think, a little bit of extra, but without being too thinky. So, unlike The King is Dead, but also not being too simple, but yet quick enough. So, if you fancy a quick area control game, I think 8-Minute Empire Legends, or any of the 8-Minute Empire uh, games, should do it nicely. Which then moves us oh, on like to the, the next <laughs> category. Sorry, you want to say? Gone.
1: I was going to say, it's it really interesting. We both chose beautiful area control games. Yes. <laughs> the both of them are really, really good looking. I quite like that a lot. But yes, okay. So what was the next category before I rudely interrupted you?
0: No, you're not, not rudely <laughs> interrupting at all. So the next category is tile games. Tile lane games, probably. Because what else do you do with tiles? But um, you never know. We'll just call it tile games. <laughs> and um, again, you know, think about what you might in that category for a game that's 30 minutes or less tile game. Because there's quite yeah. a few tile games out there, but they all take longer than 30 minutes. Um, whether you will think of hmm. polynomial tile lane games or square tile lane games. Hmm. Um, so yes. finding one, I think, 30 minutes or less can be quite hard. And I think I've come <laughs> up with a really, really, really Classic. quick one. And this one yeah. is Oink Games Nine Tiles Panic. And It is really, really fast. So it's one of those games where you literally you get each of you get nine tiles. They're all the same for everyone, except different color. But that's really neither here nor there. They're all double sided, and they represent uh, roads and people and buildings. And what you have to do is basically lie these nine nine tiles into a three by three grid in a certain amount of time. And you need to make sure that obviously the roads all match up. You you can't create roads that end in nowhere. They can go off the edge of the 3 by 3 grid, so they can go off the map if you like, but they can't end in the middle of the map without something. And that tends to be sort of the hardest bit working out, okay, which way do I need to have this bend going around and this junction here and all that. But not only do you need to do that, you also need to try and meet a certain goal. So depending on the round and whatever there's like a deck of cards that give you different sort of objectives if you like that that are the same for both players so my objective might be that you have uh so many buildings encircled by a road or you need the longest road or you need to have lots of people next to houses so not separated by a road so you're trying to build a map that meets those criteria and then you score based on that and i think you play over several rounds and then whoever's got the most points at the end wins. But each game, each nine, you know, each round, if you like, I guess a time, I don't know, is it 30 seconds, something like that? So very, very quick indeed. So you do have to think, right, am I actually building a map that is correct? And then secondly, can <laughs> I build a map that meets those objectives? Or do I just give up and you know have a bit of a panic moment here and hence the name Nine Towns Panic? <laughs> and it's just, you know, beautiful tiny box. Oink games, if you know them, you know, the box size is is tiny. You can carry it around with you anywhere. I think it's two to four players and yeah, really quick 30 seconds times number of rounds and you can keep playing it. So thirty minutes, no problem whatsoever.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I was just thinking, I don't know any speed tile laying games. Um and then it turned out I did, I know, Sorcerer's City is another one you play get tiles oh, in yeah, a hurry. Yeah. But like that just sounds so stressful. <laughs> 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 if fully do the, the night of the in such a hurry, oh god. Oh, yeah, I could just feel I, I could feel say, the stress coming off me in waves no but it sounds like fun though i have to say especially kind of as a group activity trying to get everybody to place everything in the right places or have yeah. it all kind of work out as you would like. Like yeah, the, that sounds like fun and
0: it's not like everyone's got different tiles either so it's literally if you can't do it mm. it's not that you've got harder tiles it's the same but because they're also double sided yeah. you think right hang on if i flip this over then it fits but then hang on then this doesn't fit <laughs> anymore so you keep flipping backwards oh. and forwards and rearranging them and rotating them it's, mm-hmm. it's great it's good fun <laughs>
1: That is sound fun. Um, so unlike you, I had I had way too many tile games to think about. Okay, I had a, I had a tough time narrowing down this category. Um, so much so that I'm still debating which one I'm going to give as my final answer. <laughs> I think. See, there's one of these. Oh God. Okay, so here's the thing. You see, everyone already knows about King Domino, right? Because you okay. know that, yep. that that's familiar. So we'll go with what I hope everyone else knows about by now, which is my city. Uh, which yep. is a polyonomotile lane game, which means there are Tetris shapes and they are buildings and you're gonna lay them down on your grid and make them fit in around your trees and your rocks and things. Um and it doesn't sound all that exciting when you play it like say it like that, but um <laughs> it is really, really fun to make things fit. And the cool thing about My City is that it's a legacy game and the games take maybe 10, 15 minutes less to play. So you might want to play a lot of them together. But as you play further on, new things happen, your board changes, you get kind of new pieces and all sorts of stuff that I can't really go into on air. Um, But My City, I think, is a really good example of a a tile lane game that's Really fun, really easy to teach and very, very quick. It's probably one of the quickest games um I've played in ages, so much so that you would find yourself playing tons and tons of it back to back. Because it's like it's already yeah. set up at the table and it's quick to set up and quick to put away. It's got so many advantages. So I definitely think if you like the idea of Tetra shapes and building things and having really quick, fun games, then you'll really like my city from Cosmos game. So yeah. Nice. That's yep. my tiles.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope Polyonimo counts as tiles. no definitely absolutely that's why why I kept it open because there's probably tile games that you don't actually lay them to make a shape or anything but you do something else with them Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's other stuff as well but I like that category so if you come up with a game where you don't Mm. actually lay the tiles down we'd love to hear from you because I'm sure there's Mm. a game like that that does that where you maybe place them on top of each other maybe it's more like a dexterity game with tiles there we go oh there we go Dragon Castle does that there yeah that
1: was on my list as well but I don't know if you could have played in 30 minutes I think it's like a 40-minute okay, yeah, game, yeah. but it is one where, you know, you're taking tiles away to stack on top of each other in different shapes.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: And they're actual, like, Mahjong tiles. <laughs> um, but, and again, that, that yeah, counts as well, doesn't
0: it? It doesn't have to be like cardboard, bits, those things. Yeah.
1: Yes, it does not. I would love to see what other ones people come up with, because I think there's a lot of tile-laying games out there at the moment. It's been really popular. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's loads of good ones I haven't heard about yet. So I, would li- I like tile-laying games. I think they're good fun. Yeah, yeah um right so let's roll on to our next selection um so how are you guys getting on at home are you tired yet is it time for a (laughs) cup of tea before you write down your next answer um tell us so next is um yet another one i didn't think i owned any games in this category but you'd be surprised sometimes so this is games that are about deduction or hidden information so Mm. these are the kind of games where not everything is laid out in front of you on the table sometimes you'll have to solve things or you'll have to, I don't know, complete the game where someone knows something different to you, or you might have to uncover who somebody is. Um, in my mind, these always seem to strike me as kind of party games. Um deduction right, yeah. kind of hidden information, right? Because people will play roles and you're the spy or you're the werewolf or whatever it is. Yeah, but yeah. um it turns out there are <laughs> other types of games in this category too. Um when I sat down I thought about it. But my pick I just realized this is going to be the third title I have from Osprey Games. This wasn't on purpose. <laughs> wow. And this is Cryptid. <laughs> and I picked, I picked oh, yeah, Cryptid because yeah. Cryptid is a game you can play really, really quickly. Um, and this is a game in which you are hunting for a Cryptid, which is kind of, a, kind of something like the Abominable Snowman or the Yeti. Something people think exists, but there's no real proof of it. Um, and you're looking for it out on a grid. And nobody knows exactly where it is, but all of the players are given a clue. And the clues relate to things on the board. So it'll be like, you know, the, um, he could be in the wet zone, but not in the sand zone or things like that. And you are able to ask other people questions. Obviously not, you know, where is the cryptid? Well, you can ask that, but you don't want it without all your, <laughs> your information first. Um, yeah. As you try and work out, you know, logically deducing from the clues and the information you get. Where the cryptid is. it's a really really fun game i'm amazed how quick it plays i remember i've been really surprised the first day, time we played it and that's not just because someone was really really smart um the game just plays really really quickly and you'll find yourself you know drawing to the inevitable conclusion relatively quickly and it's just really fun i love the way it's put together because i hate games where i have to work out stuff and i don't know everything um yeah. but it was really fun to play and for some reason i found it's easy to pick up or to follow along in a way I was really surprised by. So I think Cryptid is probably my favorite deduction game and it plays in under 30 minutes. So I got lucky. Nice. <laughs> so yeah. what about you, Oliver? What What would you have down there? <laughs>
0: Well, I've, I've come up with another card game, but, but before getting to into that, I, I was going to say the mm. thing with deduction hidden information games is that it can be <laughs> a bit awkward as well, especially if you play, like you say, in a party game or something with, with people maybe you don't quite know that, that well, or mm-hmm. even when you play with people you do know, it's it's always hard to go right. I need to basically potentially make a fool of myself because I don't know something that might be obvious to everyone else. So it can be difficult. But as you say, with Cryptid, I mean, again, I haven't mm-hmm. played, but from I've heard, it's one of those games that... Yeah, you don't know that because you're just slowly sort of getting logic by logic, step by step, closer to it. Yeah, and I try to find mm-hmm. a game that does something similar, so where you're not gonna feel embarrassed mm. because you don't know something, even because <laughs> this is more of a, well, it's it's almost a memory game as well, and it's that's Silver by Bezier Games or any of the sort of Silver range of games, mm-hmm. and in Silver you have a deck of cards and you. Can't remember, you basically have, I think, five cards face down in front of you that you don't know who, what they are. Everyone's got the same, uh well, not the same cards, but the same number of cards in front of them. Each card um represents a uh, potential ability as well. So as you play them or, or do something with them, they might allow you to do something else. And and that's quite important because you want to be able to work out what cards you have in your um village, if you like, and you're trying to get cards out of your village because at some point someone will call basically for the end of of the game and then whoever's got the least points in their village wins and that tends to be the least cards. You can't do it immediately, but once I think you've got like three cards left or something like that, you can then call for a vote basically. And some of the cards are, allow you to look at one of your own cards, for example, another card might allow you to look at someone else's cards. Um some cards allow you to swap cards with another player and so on. So you, you not only have five cards face down in front of you, but you also have a deck of cards and a discard part. And you can, you I think on your turn, you draw a card and you basically play it. I can't remember. I think something like that. God, I should remember the rules now, really. But it's something along those lines. And as I say, you <laughs> then play that for the action and then it does something and as I say, so at the beginning, you're really trying to establish what cards you have in your hand, or in your village, if you like, first, but also want to work out what other people have. And then getting rid of cards is a matter of having pairs or triplets of the same value card in your village. So you will then want to start swapping around cards in your village with other cards. And once you've been able to create, like, a, a pair or a triplet, you've revealed them. So everyone can see that that they're the same cards and they come out of the village and and you carry on playing. And that's the sort of the main thing, trying to maneuver cards around, remembering cards that you have and you know face down in front of you. Some will get flipped up face up during the game as well. So they're open to everyone. Then you can potentially flip them face down again. And so there's lots of sort of I think there's a huge memory element in this. Um, but also the oh, sort yes. of, as I say, to start with hidden information. And you have to work out maybe what someone else might have and, and do that way. So less deduction, more hidden information. But yeah, plays pretty quick. You can I think you can probably do a game within 15 minutes. I think it says that you probably want to play like two or three times, best out of, you know, better best of five or something like that. And um you know, basically once once someone's got the lowest score, um, you play it a few more times, you write the scores down who's got the lowest score at the very end of the game wins or something like that. And it's good fun. It's it's quite quick. And again, deck of cards you can take with you anywhere and play quite quickly. But you need a bit of table space because you have to put them in front of you. And that, Mm. yeah, that's Silver by Bezier Games.
1: That sounds like a really good get to know you game. Mm. You know what I mean? Where it's like, um, so you kind of accidentally will have conversations with people because the cards ask you to interact with other people. You know, can I see what's in your hand? Can you show me this card? So yeah that sounds kind of yeah, fun yeah. actually, um and then kind of matching everything around um to make it all to make get get all the right things together, good, yeah, yeah, and as I said, it fun.
0: doesn't feel like there's mm-hmm. like cliques or anything like that. Some of the sort of deduction games mm-hmm. is like, oh, you know these two people know what they are, and they're sort of working together, and as i i always i'm not i guess I, I I don't mind being in a social situation, but i I don't like the sort of idea of okay i'm I'm you know being stupid here, and they're not spotting something obvious, and i, I it, it's fine to do that if you you know know the people around you, but as I say, in the game like silver you don't I don't think you ever feel that because, okay, yes, you might forget where something else else is, and that's more fun than anything sort of embarrassing as such because no one really knows what the cards are, so you're all starting at the same level yeah. and and working you know independently towards it. so that's why I like that. right, then, moving on to the next category: resource <laughs> management games. Now, again, I think there's a huge amount of resource management games. How many there mm. are within 30 minutes or less? I don't know. And I think I've cheated slightly with this one. Okay. Not because of the length. <laughs> you allowed. Because this game doesn't actually... Well, it's not out yet. Let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> but oh, it's the only okay. game I
0: could think of that actually lasts 30 minutes or less. Because you know there's loads of games that probably last an hour, two hours that are all about resource management mm-hmm. in various oh, shapes yeah. or forms. But 30 minutes Mm. or less, I can think of only one, to be honest. And that is One Card Wonder by Ape Games, which is due on Kickstarter, I think, later this month. And Mm. I've had a review copy, so obviously I can recommend it and uh, you can read my review. (laughs) If you want a game that's 30 minutes or less and introduces people to resource management who maybe not played it before. It's really easy to learn. You basically learn it as you play it because on your turn, you can play uh, do one of, I think, five different actions um, including things like take resources, use resources to build. And it's, the idea here is one card wonder. You're building a wonder, well, not one of the seven wonders necessarily, basically any sort of bigger monuments. And each of you has a different monument in front of them. And, and there are like squares where you can put resources to build up that monument. You also have to follow gravity, obviously. You start at the bottom and work your way up. And yeah, so one of the actions is, I say, take resources. One is start building your monument Um, there's things of being able to trade resources for other resources, and there's also an option to take resources out of a central market space. And, And the reason that's there is because when you take resources, you actually take them out of a bag. So you don't know exactly what you're drawing. You draw three cubes, you keep two of them, you put one into the market. So over time, the market builds up, and on your turn, you might go, actually, I need these three, I don't know, iron or whatever. So you basically, on your turn, you can do the market action, which means you take all cubes of one color, And then that's your turn done. But as you play, as I say, at the beginning you have no resources, so probably the first thing you want to do or have to do is take resources. There's nothing else you can do. Then on your second turn, you might be able to start building something. So maybe you do build action. And then on your third turn, the market might have developed enough, and you do that. Or you might want to trade things. So, you know, you don't need to really explain too much about the game. You start playing it because you want to do certain actions to start with. And then once you've done a few rounds, then it becomes a bit more flexible. What you might want to do and what order. And it's really a race game. You're trying to build your monument before anyone else has built their monument. Each monument is slightly different as well, so it might be easier maybe to to start one at the bottom and then becomes harder near the top or the other way around. And yes, I've played a few games where it really came out down to the last draw of what resources someone was able to draw and, and they won the game, so it can be very heavy on the luck element there, the drawing but they recommend that you play a few games. You might say at the beginning, okay, we're going to play three games. Who's got, you know, best of three, basically. And it plays really quickly. It does play within 15, 20 minutes at the most. I mean, even if there's like four of you, I reckon you can play a game very quickly and play a few of those and and be done with it. And as I say, it's really good. If you don't know anything about resource management, what sort of game you want to used to explain so keep an eye out for that i'm sorry i cheated here with that one <laughs> i couldn't think of anything I'd, I'd love to hear what game did you come up with as resource yes. management in 30 minutes <laughs> or less
1: it's a toffee, isn't it like uh, when i when i put that you know category in there i was like what was I thinking <laughs> um but they do exi- they do exist um i was just trying to th- i suppose I think there's a, See, there's a couple of them, but there, I think a lot of them are card-based. So I was originally thinking okay. of things like Century Spice Road or yeah. Race for the Galaxy, things like that. But that is not what I chose because um, I chose what is the new hotness in my house and has been for the past couple of months. And it's very quickly racing towards the top slot of our most played game ever. Um, and this is It's a Wonderful World. Um, and I'm pretty sure I've spoken about it like the last two times we've made the podcast, but I'm still playing it, and I keep adding things to it because I love it so much, and you can play it in under 30 Good. minutes. Um, so it's a wonderful world is a game in which you were a faction um, who is trying to advance as quickly as possible um, compared to everyone else's faction. That really has nothing to do with what the game is about, or its beautiful artwork. I'm, I'm really uncertain <laughs> as to what the game's about other than its mechanics, but it is lovely looking. And what it is about is, is, a, is a tableau builder in which you're managing your resources um, to be able to further build your tableau. Um, so you have a handful of cards and they will all create resources for you or victory points and you will place them down into your tableau and then each there's four turns and on each turn um, a different resource will activate they activate in an order and then you can place them out on your cards depending on how many of that resource you make so you know you make two gray cubes in the gray phase you can get two gray cubes and place them out wherever you want on your cards the trick of course is placing the cubes in the right order having enough cubes to be able to pay for future cards Um, and being able to kind of finish everything up and build your engine as it were and of course manage your resources because you need to figure out where they're going to go because they're precious because the game is only four turns and it goes lightning fast um but i think it's it's a fantastic resource management tableau builder card game it almost went in the card game slot till i realized this was (laughs) here um and it plays really really quickly you'd have a game played in 20 minutes easily that's for two players and everyone takes their turns at the same time so i can't imagine it being too much worse the more people you play with which is kind of nice yeah yeah yeah. um and it's yeah it's easy it's fun and it's very very pretty for a game that's not really about a whole lot but um yeah that's it's a wonderful world my newest obsession until i find something (laughs) new to obsess about (laughs) and under 30 minutes
0: that's a good one
1: uh, <laughs> so next category
0: then do you want to introduce us to the next category yes
1: I will I find that I like the irony that we have a party game category is not lost upon <laughs> me
0: or yeah. the irony
1: that I never have parties like ever <laughs> but oddly enough I think everyone has a party game shelf right like everyone yeah. has one um, where you're like oh someday someone will come around and we'll show exactly, them these yeah. and it just yeah. sits there and it gathers dust and you're like I probably should get rid of these and then you go what if but what if someone what if does? You come? never know. Yep, and I'm yep. pretty certain if I tried really hard, I could actually reduce my party game section to this single game because it's always a success. And um I've never had anybody who didn't have fun with it. And this is Celestia. Okay. So yeah, so Celestia is a game in which everybody is in an airship. And the airship travels along um, a set number of um, points along a destination. So I think there's seven steps it goes. You're trying to get to the end point. But the problem is you need to have cards to be able to maneuver the ship correctly. And everyone takes turns at being the captain. So it's up to the captain to be able to pass um, the request to be made out of your cards. Um, And so you can ask the captain, are you going to be able to make it this turn or not? And the captain can lie to you or can tell you the truth you don't really know you have to guess but you get to decide if you want to hop off the ship or continue on with it so that's the important question because if you hop off the ship you can land on some of the spots that are along the way and you can get victory points but they're not as good as if you get all the way to the end but you don't know if it's the ship is going to make it or not and you have to decide whether to rely upon each other and oddly enough, I found this is really funny with people who didn't know each other Um, either or had never played it before. Had, you got to know people really quickly. You got to know whether people always yeah, told you yeah, the yeah. truth yeah. or lied or not. Um, It's really fun. It's really simple because it is basically just move up the line, decide whether or not you want to stay on the ship or whether you want to trust what you're being told. Um, But it's really cute and easy. And every time we've played it, everyone is always asking me to play again, which I always think is a really good sign in a party yeah, game. And it, yeah, it plays yeah, up to seven people. And wow. more importantly, you can play it in under 30 minutes.
0: Yay. That's <laughs> so that amazing. is
1: Celestia. Yeah.
0: Nice. So, what about you? Yeah, Do you see, have many parties? <laughs> well, I don't really have many parties. And I keep thinking when you said about the player count, I think that tends to be a key thing with party games. And I don't think I can mm-hmm. quite meet that sort of large player count. I've been looking yeah. around the games I've got, but they tend to be sort of limited to maybe five players, um, that sort of yeah. number, so not quite party games. So I've, I've gone, gone with something that's more easy to explain, quick to play, and a lot of fun, and it focuses very much on pushy luck, which I think is always fun as well. If well, Maybe not always, some people don't like it, but I just like the idea of, okay, let's just go a bit more, just see whether we can just get the last thing, and then you just got one too far, and, and that's it. And no, I'm not talking about Quacks of Quedlinburg, because I don't think that would... Well, maybe you can play it <laughs> in half an hour, but I think it'd be hard-pushed to get, oh, get that done. Be pushed but no. <laughs> yeah, would be pushing it, Yeah. i I'm thinking about Oink Games' Deep Sea Adventure, because <gasps> it is one of those games, really quick mm-hmm. to set up, relatively easy to explain. Yeah. I mean, I learned it within a few minutes. I'm sure it is pretty easy to explain to anyone. And again, plays very, very quickly, so you probably want to play it a few times. And yeah, you can score it and all that, but I think... It's more about trying to basically be the only survivor because you find that in Deep Sea Adventure, you basically you're on a submarine, you're diving down for treasure. And it's one of those games, the deeper you go, the more valuable the treasure will be. So you obviously want to go really, really deep. It's fine on the way down, actually, for this, this game. So you have a certain amount of oxygen that is shared between all players as well. So you're all connected to the same oxygen tank. You don't have your own individual ones. And on the way down, it's fine. You're not actually using any oxygen. But on the way up, the more treasure you have, the more you slow down. And you roll two dice. They are six-sided, but they're actually only numbers one, two, three. So you, you think you're going really quickly, but you don't quite go as much. And it doesn't feel very bad on the way down. But as you go up, maybe you have two treasures. You actually have to subtract two pips from your dice result. So you might be rolling a six, but you only move four spaces that's great. If you do roll two threes, chances are you roll two ones, you subtract two from that, you're not moving at all. Also, the more treasure you have, the more oxygen is being used up. So for two treasures, you're actually using two uh, units of oxygen. And that's obviously true for all the other players as well. So you might go, right, I'm just going to go for one piece of treasure halfway down, I'm going to play it safe. But if someone else then dives deeper, takes three treasure, you might not make it back yourself. Because they're using up all the oxygen that you're sharing. So there's all this thing about, okay, well, if they're going deeper, I might as well go deeper. And then in the end, chances <laughs> are none of you actually get back to the submarine in time. I think mm-hmm. in the game, you don't actually die. You just get back. I guess you just go unconscious. But I always like to think, well, if you have no oxygen, you you die down there with your treasure. So I'm, I'm playing the <laughs> harsher version, if you like. But yeah, it's just, as I say, it's, it's, it's the sort of thing you just, you go down, you have like a string of these um, tiles that are face down, which represent your treasure. And the deeper you go, as I say, the the more valuable they are. And you play it over several rounds, it's got the most treasure. Over those rounds basically wins the game. And that's it. And yeah, it's a dice rolling, so it's a dice game. It's um well, hidden information sort of in the sort of that sort of sense, but it's mostly pushy luck. And it's also, as I say, then a meta for K. If someone is sort of going a bit too far, I might actually t- take some extra treasure on the way back up again. So just to really <laughs> run down the oxygen to really make it hard. And yeah. and then do you do that? But then you might not get enough oxygen yourself. And it's it's just, just yeah, great fun, I think. I love that sort of game. Uh, Deep Sea Adventure by On Games. It's my party game, even though it only plays to four players, I think. Maybe five. I don't know. I <laughs>
1: I still think that's a great party game from just kind of theme and mechanics wise because that's something a group would do together and there's a bit of backbiting or you know that kind of thing. Well, yeah, if you're yeah, going yeah. that far well I'll go that far and you know what I mean there's that kind of that kind of fun element to it. Um, I think makes it will make it a, a great party game, regardless of player count. So it's a good choice,
0: and again, I mm-hmm. think you can probably get to know each other quite well, even if you don't know each other. you realize, yes. okay, this person always <laughs> likes to push, or this person always mm-hmm. likes to spoil for everyone else because they just take some extra <laughs> treasure just just before they reach the submarine again, just to run down the oxygen for everyone else and stuff like that. So it's yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's great. I love that. Cool. Now we got two more categories to go. So the next one, I think is probably one of the hardest categories for me, and that's strategy games. Now, great strategy is always great fun, but usually playing a strategy game in 30 minutes or less, I think, it again, narrows the field quite a bit. So I'd love to hear what everyone else can think of strategy games-wise, 30 minutes or less. I've found it very hard. And I've huh. come up with another mint tin game. Um, apologies, but <laughs> <laughs> I've, I found a lot of the 30-minute or less games are either mint tins or small box games in some shape or form. You and are who you are, are, Oliver. Yet another example. <laughs> I love, love mint tins, And I've come up with Microbrew by One Free Elephant, which is mm-hmm. a two-player only game if you just have one tin. If you buy two tins, you can actually play it four-player. And it's, well, as it says, sort of on the name on the tin, haha, no pun intended, it's all about <laughs> brewing beer. You know, you have a microbrewery, you got the various ingredients, um, you know, hop and malts and, and whatever else goes into beer. This is where I show my lack of knowledge of beer brewing. And you basically have a mash tun, you're trying to sort of mix things up, stir things up. And you. there's represented by a sort of, I don't know, is it an four by four grid of basically pieces that are randomly chosen and, and you sort of start filling up your mash tun that way and you have to sort of move them around manoeuvre them around swap, swap places so that in the various uh that's like i us say four by four grids so in the column if if there's four ingredients that match the order that one of your customers has so the deck of cards that represent customers but then show ingredients on them if they match you can you know, complete that, make them the the beer and, and sell it to them and you get money for that and more points, basically. And if you don't quite have the right ingredients, you might have a, a, a sort of smaller or worse version of that beer. So you can still sell it, but you don't get as many points or as much money. And it's all about really thinking about, I mean, I don't know how far you do plan ahead, but there's a strategy of trying to work out how you're going to mash, your know, mix your ingredients around so that they all fit up in the columns that you need. What are the next customers available that that you might want to attract to your brewery, and then how are you going to afford that as well? So you do have to spend money to do certain things. So getting money to spend money, to make points to move things around, and as I said, it's more like a visual puzzle, I suppose, rearranging those ingredients so that they fit the the order that's coming up. And it's, yeah, it's it's sort of as strategy as I can think of, maybe other than 8-Minute Empire Legends, which are put under area control. That would have been my mm-hmm. other example for, like, a strategy game. But micro I think, fits that quite well. It does come, become quite thinky quite quickly, really, when you think, okay, well, I've got the ingredients here, but they're not in the right order, but just emptied the mash tun, and it's also actually worker placement games. There's certain spots that are you know, shared, so only one of you can go on there potentially. So you have to think about, right, what do I want to do before the other person does it? And what's most important to me now? So you do have to think about what you do and what order and try and tr- trying to achieve the goal. So there's quite a bit of strategy in there. So yeah, microbrew by one free elephant.
1: Woohoo! I love that you're fitting more of the small box games in. Go minting <laughs> yeah. games. Is there anything they can't do? Yeah. Uh, we
0: no, need like absolutely. a mint game,
1: 4X game next. You know, yes, something yes. big <laughs> to fit living tin, that would be great. Um, so yeah, that definitely got a good bit of strategy in it. Um, I I like I'm like if hmm, I wasn't sure how difficult this <laughs> was this section was for me because I was gonna go, I suppose it was hard, and then I went, No, actually it probably wasn't. Because the first thing that came to my mind was something like Onitama, which is kind of a chess like oh, yeah. game that you can play in yeah. under thirty minutes, but I had to pick my favourite, which is Saikatsu, the game about beautiful Yay. birds Uh, because there's never enough beautiful birds and it you know i think it takes a lot for a game to have a staying power in our house um and so holds on to that so it is a game in which you are looking out of a vista of a beautiful garden and you are looking at all of the different types of birds and the flora and fauna but what the game's really about is it's you versus your opponent on this grid and you're placing down birds um they come in these beautiful kind of tokens i want to call them like pogs but they're really thick and lovely and you want to connect birds of the same color together to get victory points but you want um flowers in lines to score at the end of the game and the interesting thing here that i think makes it strategy rather than placing stuff down is that every time you place a chip down or a bird down of a particular color you are somehow affecting what happens for your opponent because how the the board is set up is that um it's kind of, it's three ways. So there's a side and a side for e- each color. And so that your lines intersect your grid um, where you're placing down your birds and that. So you could be helping someone else make okay. a set of birds or you yeah. could, you know, be hindering them connecting a whole row of flowers, which are, you know, worth points. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. every move you make, Messes with what they do, and so you have to be right. very um, careful in strategizing about where it's going to end up, what this means for now, and what this might mean for later. Um, and that's why I think it's a great strategy game and one that's pretty simple and quick to play too. um So yeah, nice, so that yeah, is yeah. saikatsu which from IDW I-Katsu. Games. Mm-hmm. Nice. I never stop about it. Just it made such an impression <laughs> on me.
0: <laughs> no, it's good. It's good.
1: So we're almost to the end. We're almost there. So, um, in case you've missed anything out, um, we had co-op games, dice games, word games, dexterity games, card games, area control tile game, deduction hidden information games, resource management, party games, strategy games. Um, and of course, we want to hear all of your answers. So, I'm expecting to be bombarded with tweets the day this episode airs. Um, yes, to, to hear what your favorite is, yeah, for under thirty minutes. And the last section is indeed the most unusual. <laughs> <laughs> because it is the section where we're looking for the most unusual game that plays in under 30 minutes. Um, mm. so I wanted something here to allow for a game that was a bit out of the ordinary, that maybe wasn't something people would normally look at because it doesn't fit into kind of the stuff you might normally play, perhaps. Yeah. Or something that's just really wacky. Um, that's what I that's what I went with. And I invented this category because I wanted to be able to tell you all about bubble tea. <laughs> which is probably Excellent. the most unusual game I have that plays in under 30 minutes and I never find a way to play it. Nice. Um. And so what Bubble Tea is about is you are a bunch of adorable characters and you are making a variety of tea and coffees for customers in a shop. Now, that's, that's where all the fun ends and the rest is just misery. <laughs> and what it is, is that you, <laughs> you're you given a set of kind of perspex sheets, right, see-through sheets, and they will have particular ingredients on them in different patterns. So like the whole thing isn't filled out, like it could have, you know, three pieces of chocolate in a diagonal. Um, and what you need to do is to be able to layer these perspex sheets in such a way that when you put them on your grid, that is the shape of the cup of drink you're trying to make, um, that you have fit right. all of the ingredients for the coffee the customer asked.
0: Right, and okay
1: you do this in real time. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I didn't realize there was a real time element when I bought this. Um the really cool thing about this game that makes it unusual is it comes with its own shaker and there are dice inside so you can okay. roll out the different ingredients out of it, which is a really fun thing. The perspex parts with the sheets is kind of like I suppose something might see in Mystic Veil, vale. it's like that where you overlap the things right, to try yeah. um and beat your friends, and you play the best of five. Um, to see who can make the, the best coffees or the best Boba Teas or whatever it is, it might be the case. It's cute, it's kooky. Um. Oh God, it's really hard to play. My brain just can't go there. But I know people love those kind of speed games or just even the, t- it's the three-dimensional nature <laughs> of the puzzle where I couldn't compress that. If I put this on this layer and I cover <laughs> some of it up with the layer above it, then yeah, you yeah. see the exact number you needed to see. It's that. it's just, it's unusual. And I haven't really seen anything like it. And it plays in under 30 minutes. Um, so there you go. That's my, my last choice of the day. goes to tea, goes to um, Bubble
0: Tea. Bubble Tea. Nice. No, very good. I I, <laughs> I didn't see that one coming, but that fits that category absolutely <laughs> spot on. Amazing. I don't know whether I can follow uh, this, but I'll try. Okay. And, and my most unusual game is several categories. It uh, could be card Woo-hoo! game. It could be a party Excellent. game as well, because this actually can play, be, technically be played probably up to... Maybe 40 people, ten, potentially, if not more.
1: I know what and, this is. <laughs> yeah, I think you do. And
0: we've already mentioned, I think, go briefly on. earlier. And it is mm-hmm. The Mind, of course. Um, hey. It's it's unusual in the sense of when you explain yeah. it to people, they go, that's not a of game. It never works. What, mm-hmm. what are you on about? So for you, uh, if you haven't heard about The Mind before, it's a card game. It's a deck of cards numbered 1 to 100. So far, so easy. You shuffle that deck, you deal everyone a single card in the very first round, and like in the other games that we mentioned previously, there's no talking. You keep your card hidden, and all you need to achieve is that people play their cards in the in an ascending order for, of the numbers. So obviously it won't be sequential. So someone might have the number 23, someone might have 15, someone might have 99. So you want to make sure that the person with 23 plays their card first, then the person with the number 50, and then the person with the number 99. Now that seems straight enough because you think, okay, if someone has a low card, they probably want to play quite early. If someone has a 99, well, they probably want to wait last because you know there's only 100 potentially in there. There's nothing else higher than that, Uh, and 50 probably wants to wait sort of halfway through. So you just sit there, you know, wait until someone plays their card, and then you play yours and. That seems seems s- simple enough and, and sort of works. It obviously gets more complicated because in round two, everyone gets two cards and you have to do the same again. So there's no turn order. You literally just draw, get two cards each and you wait. And then someone needs to decide whether they want to play. And you keep going round and round and round until I think, depending on how many players, you might have 12 cards in your hand and you want to play them all in the right order. And it's those moments when... It does work, and someone might have the number 23 and the number 25. Someone else has a number 24, so they start playing the 23. I'm about to play 25 because I think, well, no one will have the number in between. The other player with the 24 jumps straight in. They then play the 25. Someone else realizes, oh, hang on, I've got my 26, jumps in on that. And it's those sort of moments where suddenly you all play the right numbers really close together in the right order without talking, and it's just fantastic, that feeling when you get those moments. Or obviously the other side, you might just sit there yeah. for minutes if it feels like hours where no one played any card, because you think well i've got 99 <laughs> no one else has a higher number but obviously the other player then has 100 and you're both sitting there thinking right who should go first you know you can't wait that long and it's just to say no conversation you just look in each other's eyes potentially you're supposed to sort of touch hands to start with sort of get synced up and all that but you know however you want to do that however you feel about that but you just sit there and sit there and let's say you explain to people to go yeah, playing cards in sequential order or you know sending order. What's what's the problem there? <laughs> well, there is a bit of a problem, and it is a game, and it is really fun. So the mind yeah. can easily be <laughs> played in thirty minutes, depending on how far you get as well. Chances are, you probably even if you do good, go to the end. You probably play within half an hour. Uh, maybe 45 minutes, if, if you know, take your time, depends. But you know, it's it's just great fun. Deck of cards, again, so very yeah. easy to take with you anyway. <laughs> and there's also the Mind Extreme, sure. which sort of takes to another level where you have a deck of Extreme. cards that's sort of ascending and another descending. But I think the Mind, the original, is probably the purest and best version right. and the most unusual game that I think I have in my collection that plays in <laughs> 30 minutes or less anyway. So we'd love to hear what you have mm. come up with so do share your thoughts with us.
1: <laughs> or also, was there any category we should have included that we didn't? Because, you know, hopefully the next episode we'll talk about games that take more than 30 minutes. Yes. <laughs> so we'd love, have, we'd love to have your input for those in case there's something else we should have covered or you would have liked to have heard about. Um, so we can do our best to, you know, facilitate people's requests yes but yeah it's been fun it's been good I, I I always find these list ones very hard to do yeah
0: yeah, they
1: are. <laughs> you don't realise how many games you've played or or how many different categories everything fits into until you try and write them down yeah um, but yeah it's been a blast
0: <laughs> yeah thank you very much really enjoyed that and yeah. I hope you enjoyed it too and um, yeah
1: yeah thanks for listening everybody we look forward to seeing you soon
0: see you then thanks <laughs>
1: bye <laughs> take care everybody bye bye, bye.